Welcome to Two Age Sojourner. Thanks for joining me for another Meredith Monday. Super excited to kick the week off with Dr. Chris in the house once again. Thank you for joining us, Chris. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, always a pleasure and uh, very, very excited that you're willing to spend this time with us. Hey, so we've been thinking a little bit about uh, the framework theory, just because it is such a front door to the Meredith Klein. I know a lot of people uh, talk about Meredith Klein and then, you know, well, in my conversations, it goes something like this. If they know who he is, which is the first travesty, like, why do you not know the greatest biblical scholar ever? Um, <laughs> but secondly, you know, like if they firstly, if they if they know um who he is, he's usually the framework guy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, that that's pretty much where it begins and ends. Uh, and, you know, then, then the next thing they might know him for is uh, something of his sacred secular division. Would, would I be mm-hmm. right in saying that? Yeah, that would yeah. be um, a hallmark of Klein's, definitely. Totally. Yeah, so let's talk about that, maybe as a point number two. I mean, look, we, we've, we've left a thousand points undone in terms of... Um, in terms of the actual literary framework, but you know the point here is not to try and uh, you know try and kill the subject and and look at it in any level of great detail, but to rather point people to you. You and Lee must have done a, a good deal on on the framework, right? Uh, I, I remember it from somewhere. We did one episode on it, and then um, another podcast called The Regular Reformed Guys yeah. invited Todd and I to come on and talk about it. Ah, yes, and- I remember that. Yeah, I actually heard that that was recent, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, totally right. And that's what I'm thinking of. That that was great, by the way. I might post that on the show notes if I figure out how to do that okay. exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, the next thing is the sacred secular thing. It's, <laughs> again, I got to be honest, for me, this was huge. This was <clears throat> this was an absolute game changer. And I said it before, I was... Um, I was kind of wrestling with, I didn't, I can't remember exactly where I first came into contact with Klein. I think it was the, the either, either the framework thing or the sacred secular thing. And if it was the sacred secular thing, then it was via Jason Stellman, uh, okay. a guy who has, uh, if, if anyone knows who he is, uh, he wrote a book called Dual Citizens, uh, I can honestly say is probably one of the greatest influences on me. I mean, it's just, mm. you know, to the degree that it, you know, I realize now, looking back, really, actually, it was a front door for Klein. And once I started reading, you know, Kingdom Prologue, oh my goodness, wow! I just, I, I remember that that term, tolerated sojourner, um, <laughs> that 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 uh, Stellman threw out there as as one of his points. And uh, I remember following it to the footnote and going, wow, Kingdom Prologue, Meredith Klein, got to get that. Where do I get that? And uh, at that point, Kingdom Prologue was still free. <laughs> so you could you could get it via PDF at Two Ages Press. And so I don't know what happened right. to that, if it's still floating around or not. But yeah, uh, now it costs a lot of money. So that sucks. But um, yeah, I just remember just devouring that whole book up. I didn't like... I uh, I felt like I understood about fifteen percent of of the book the first time I read it, but it just still it was it was that big for me. I was just like, this changes everything, right? So, how were you with the whole sacred secular thing prior to Klein, or how did that hit you as hard? It was huge for me as well. Although um, Mike Horton had kind of paved the way for me a uh, little bit. Okay, yeah, totally. In, in terms of um, the holy and the common distinction, yeah, but. Uh, that same church that I mentioned last week um, that warned me not to believe the framework tended to be very theonomic. Oh my um, goodness. What? 
Chris, so, you, you have, uh, that was an unfortunate providence, brother. <laughs> yeah, I had lots of strikes against me going into Westminster, for sure. So, wow, incredible. Um, and so, I mean, if your listeners are not familiar with theonomy, it's the idea that all civil governments of all times and all places ought to be enforcing the Mosaic law hmm. in exhaustive detail. Oh. And so you can tell from that description that there's not much distinction between the holy and the common. Everything should be made holy. Um, right. So oh. even though, even though Horton had paved the way for me, um, Klein really um, brought it home from the text. And I was able to see uh, in the scriptures that um, no, we, we live in a time now in the new covenant that's very much very very much like the patriarchs like abraham yeah yeah and you don't see abraham um on any kind of campaign to um to make anything holy to christianize anything he was living as a sojourner Hmm. um, among unbelievers and uh, living as peacefully among them as he possibly could yeah totally yeah, wow. Uh, had uh, Horton at that point written, Where in the World is the Church? Yes. Okay. Is that what, Was that the book that paved the way? Um, I I have to admit, I haven't actually read that one. The two, okay. the one that um, really got me excited was Putting Amazing Back into Grace. Okay, right, yeah. When it, when it and then I also read In the Face of God oh. uh, about worship. Yeah. Wow, totally. Yeah, and that was all the sacred deal. And yeah, well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because what happened, uh, the reason I ask is um, it got me, I went via, so it started with Stelman, uh, sent me just a bit of an odd odd uh, kind of journey, actually, now that I think about it, but sent me to read Kingdom Prologue. And as I said, I kind of, you know, I was like, wow, you know, getting 15% sort of understanding what's going on with Kingdom mm. Prologue, just trying to figure it all out. And uh, Horton's book, um, where in where in the world is the church almost tied up all of the ideas that had been so i'd say the the the, the way had been paved by clients so to speak and um and yeah horton's book uh, where in the world is the church just 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 pinned it all down but then i went straight back to kingdom prologue and read it all again and um man yeah it just all suddenly came into focus and i see i, I kind of i see what he was driving at and what was going on there and and uh, just amazing. Wow. And the thing is, I had been wrestling with the Christ and culture thing. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult. It's difficult. Without a covenantal framework, you really just have no idea what you're doing. Um, right. You can work it out to some degree. But yeah, you're, you're either a functional th- uh, theonomist without even knowing what theonomy is. Or, you know, you're on the other side of the spectrum and you just don't even understand why. It's almost like dispensationalism presents the only other option there in that, you know, just batten the hatches, hatches wait for um, wait for the secret rapture kind of deal. And it mm-hmm. uh, takes me on to the, the next thing. Um, how would you say his covenant theology stands in comparison to the Westminster Confession? Well, um, what we're talking about now is um, his contribution, I think, of the covenant of common grace. Um, the, the concept of common grace had been dealt with by Reformed churches, especially in the Netherlands um, before Klein, but nobody had really talked about it in the, in the context of covenant theology. The Westminster divines and other 16th and 17th century uh, Reformed theologians would have talked about this in terms of um, providence, Right. Rather than common grace. Yes. But um, but without that covenantal 
framework to put it into you're I, I think you're right you do end up um really flirting with theonomy along the way yeah yeah the common grace thing was just absolutely i mean that it basically it gave you a way to not feel like you were slipping into hell <laughs> while uh while at the same time understanding that you weren't yet in heaven you know that that's what it felt like for me uh, mm. you know i remember just yeah having a, a simple conversation with an elder at the time at gracenet and we were thinking you know we went to we had this experience we went to go get some uh, dvds you know back when dvd stores were still around and um and just picking up some DVDs and there'd be a whole lot of like absolutely terrible DVDs, you know, just super, you know, R18 stuff that you wouldn't want your kids to see. But it was kind of a bit shocking. And, you know, we, we were thanking, uh, we, we were thankful that we didn't, we hadn't brought our kids that day. And um, and so we, it got us talking and we were like, okay, so what do we do about it? <laughs> and uh, I remember him saying like, we, we need to write a letter to... Um, you know the the DVD store guy to get him to like change his uh, you know arrangement of DVDs and and then we need if he doesn't buckle to that then as citizens we need to um, basically write to the council and get the council like sort of press down on him from family values and you know just just going on this whole thing and and I remember thinking well oh, that sounds just that sounds weird. I don't know what it is. It just, it feels right. Like, obviously I want that to happen, but I don't want it to happen because I, I know it's kind of not really my mission because it's all just totally terrible. And then at the same time, um, you know, I would, I would, uh, think, well, my position is a little bit ridiculous as well in that, um, I just want to kind of just turn my eyes away from it all and just, just, if anything, hand out a gospel track kind of thing. I was on that that end of the spectrum. Just say, hey, you know, mm. turn to Jesus and and hopefully he'll he'll sort your DVD store out. But um, <laughs> you know, it was I, I remember just that was my that was the only way. You know, and this is despite I'd done a lot of reading at that point and still nothing was really getting me. And then um, just the common grace deal was so massive because I remember thinking to myself, oh wow, I can actually legitimately partner with unbelievers um, to do things that you know, advance the preservation and well-being of humanity without ever feeling like I have to impose any sort of theonomic angle on them. Um, mm. And it's, all of that is available to me as a Christian, uh, as a citizen in this world. And, and yet at the same time, that I don't feel at all, because that's all under the category of common grace, that that affects my my uh, standing, my mission, my, my perspective of eternity. Uh, and that's amazing. You know that it just in a, almost in a in a swoop, it just kind of sorted me out. So yeah, I love that point. I could talk about that all day, and um, I think even one of the mandatory, uh, you know, when people join our church, we kind of make them, we force them, we keep their, we clench their eyes open, <laughs> and we make them read where in the world is the church, along with everything uh -huh. else, just because of that. You know, just hey, let's find some balance on this issue. So you know, you can just go and do your thing but you know exactly what the mission of the church is. And undergirding all of that is Klein's theology. Yes. You know? Now, Chris, I have uh, absolutely no time and no idea how, how long we've been going here. Have you got any idea? I forgot to set, set my little stopwatch. And, and GarageBand, it's so stupid. It doesn't tell you how long it's been going. If anyone knows I... how to make that, fix that, at least, uh, please do send me an email or something. Um, but yeah. How long do you think? Take a minutes. guess. Ten minutes? All right, that's about right. All right, let's end off with the Meredith Klein joke. Do you know okay. any? 
uh, Meredith Klein joke. No. All right, Cody uh, and I came up with this one. Uh, we'll okay. from you. Uh, how did Klein learn Hebrew? Well, he went to Israel and debated the rabbis. It's like a Chuck Norris thing. All right, come on, let's right. think of another one. What do you got? Uh, let's go with the Yoda gosh. angle. We haven't done a Yoda joke. Yeah. So uh, that's where I was headed. All right, um, we were uh, some fellow seminarians and I were sitting around talking amongst ourselves and uh, Dr. Steve Baugh, who teaches Greek, walked up uh, to talk to us and uh, he, he heard us talking about Klein. Um, but the first thing out of his mouth was um, something about Star Wars and Yoda. And one of my friends stopped and looked at him and said, Dr. Bob, why did you just mention Yoda? And he just turned bright red and realized that he had made the connection in his own mind between oh, nice. and Yoda. Um, <laughs> so. That's great. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Do, do the Klein Yoda voice, Chris. We got to end <clears> up with that. Talk about theology. We will. Hmm? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. I might just uh, cut that, repeat it, play it back a couple of times. I'm going to practice some serious self-control and letting that one slide. Uh, but man, <laughs> hey, are you, are you still selling those Klein t-shirts? They should uh, be at my Etsy store. Um, okay, I can Etsy. send you the Yeah, totally. Link. Check it out. You've got like, oh man, my favorite is Theonomy. And there's got a picture of Klein doing his Yoda thing. Uh, Theonomy at the bottom of the t-shirt jumps the eschatological gun. <laughs> yes. Boom. Yes. Uh, man, you know what? Actually, for this podcast, I'm going to introduce sound effects. I'm going to go hunting on the web and I'm going to, you know, post edit and do the sound effect and throw some machine gun fire on that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyways, Chris, it's been so much fun, man. Thanks so much for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining us at 2H Sojourner. Uh, see you next time. <laughs>